Cool. Uh, nice drum going on there. I've been slouching like all day because of this laptop. Yeah, what's going on over there? It's like a drum circle. All right, we're rolling. Everything yeah. going good? Sound good? Hello, testing one, two, three. Yeah, we're here. All right. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Cynodome's Cinephiliac Podcast. I'm your co-host, Daniel Scott DeJess, and to the left of me, as always... AK. Founder of Kiro Pictures. AK, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be here again. Again? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. It's almost like we never left. Um, hey, you know we got a cool guest on today? We do? Yes, we do. Who is it this uh, time? Everyone, yeah. please give a standing ovation to the wonderful Mandy Mills. Uh, so yeah Mandy how you doing I'm good yeah thanks for having me guys this is so cool it is cool it is thanks for thanks for joining us today Uh, hey AK did you know that Mandy is a writer producer and actor on two shorts that both of them got accepted into festivals is that correct yeah yeah Wings um, just completed the festival circuit uh, last year and then Gloss is still going through we just were at Dunedin this past weekend so Still have a few more Florida ones on the on the docket that I'm hoping to get into. So, but yeah, it's still going through festivals. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll dive into those a little bit a little bit later. But I we first just want to ask, uh, how did you get started um, in this industry? You know, what 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 inspired you, brought you to it? Yeah, um, I was an athlete in high school, so I played volleyball year round. I played sports year round, but I always wanted to do acting. And my senior year of high school. Um, my coach was like, you know, you're 5'4". You're probably not going to play in college. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, you know what? You're right. Why don't I do something that I actually want to do this year? And I didn't come up through the ranks in high school theater, so I didn't, you know, get a lead part or anything. But my best friend and I, it was four of us, we all auditioned for Beauty and the Beast, and we were in the chorus and we were all inanimate objects, but also <laughs> the townspeople. So it was really fun and just running around backstage. And from then, you know, I sort of did the thing that you're supposed to do when you grow up in the Midwest, which is you go to college and you do everything in high school to go to college. So mm. I did that. And I went for the first year. I went to CSU Fort Collins. Don't regret it. I met my, I met my best friend in the world there. Um, but then I was like, you know, I really want to move to New York and go to acting school. And so I moved to New York and kind of just took off from there. I lived in New York for a little bit. I lived or yeah, then I moved to LA for a few years and then I sort of quit acting because I didn't really, I just wasn't really inspired by the scene in Los Angeles, so... Uh, Do better. <laughs> my best friend and I went backpacking through Europe for, for about six months, and then I decided, you know, if I really want to be in this industry, I need to find the things and the pieces of art that inspire me. So I watched a play in L.A. It was a traveling company, uh, and it was experimental theater, they're based in Soho. They're called the Wooster Group. And I was like, I don't know what they're doing, but I was so inspired by what I saw that I was like, you know what? I'm in Europe right now. I'm going to, like, air quotes, cut back through New York on my way back to Los Angeles 
can I please, you know, come and work with you? And they had this six-month minimum internship. But I was like, if I'm there, you know, two or three days a week, could I be there for the three months? And so I interviewed and they approved me. And the working artists that they have there, I mean, Liz LeCompte, who's their creative director, is amazing to watch as a director. And Kate Volk, I was so blown away by. They had guest artists like Frances McDormand and Maura Tierney uh, coming in. Willem Dafoe was an original member. So, you know, you kind of go through Los Angeles and auditioning for these parts that you're just super uninspired by to watching these artists like Frances McDormand, who works in a way that I had never seen before. And so that kind of reignited my hope for the industry, which kind of kicked off writing because I was like, you know, if I can't be getting the opportunities to audition for things that I want to be working on, then I need to write them. Um, So that sort of kicked off the writing journey and then just, I don't know, making my own projects from there. I think you're, you're touching on something that I've seen personally with a lot of friends of mine that that have fallen out of the industry, and it's a lot of times it's lack of opportunity, you know, or it's a lack of, you know, inspiration. You know, um, I've I know I've the biggest um, hurdle, you know, for me has like always been how do I stay continually invested and inspired. You know, and I and I think something that that really helped me along the years was realizing it's not about people. You know, it's about stories. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes you can get very caught up into, um, you know, what comparing yourself like, oh, this person's working on that or whatever here. Like, am I not fitting in? Am I not clicking with certain people? You know, and then, you know, you or at least for me, I went through like that whole thing. And I realized like, this is just about like, I just, you know, I got into this because I just like making movies, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I have, um, I did very much the same, the same thing as you, where it was like, go to, you know, go to high school, do all this extracurricular theater stuff. So I could go to a college and, um, uh, with the exception of one person in my year within the, the film program, um, he, everyone else is out. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else that's still a filmmaker. Yeah. You know, and so it's, you know, I, um, uh... well, it's so easy to get uninspired. And I think when you're very young in the industry, you put a lot of weight on other people, right? So, especially as an actor, you know, agents are the gatekeepers or that's the mindset. So if you don't, it's like, if you don't have an agent, then, oh, sorry, you're not going to work. But, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity that you can get on your own. But when you don't have that in the beginning, you become very uninspired because you are, you know, auditioning for these roles that... You want more. You do. You do want mm-hmm. more, which is why you have to, you know, I I mean, I got into this industry because I am a storyteller. And so, you, yeah, you have to keep finding the stories that constantly inspire you because it's very easy to get run down and sort of get swept up into the, I don't know, the rose-colored glasses that Mm. is Hollywood. Mm. And people lose sight of that, which is why, you know, it's. I think it's great that we're in a time that there is so much content. Uh, But it's also, you know, you don't see these incredibly, I mean, 
it's it's harder to find something that's very 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 well executed and and inspiring. I hate to keep using the same word, mm. but it's inspiring because there's so much stuff out there right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. You look at some. You look at some uh, movies, and it's just you know it's content, mm-hmm. right? And then you look at other films, and their art. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, most recent Pinocchio from. Uh, oh yeah, Disney. yeah. Oh man, I haven't that, seen it yet. That was I great. haven't seen it either. I just that was great. No, 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 sir. You're thinking about the good one, which was. Guillermo, wow, I can't even say his name right Guillermo now. Totoro. Yeah, GDT. Uh, yeah. yeah, his on Netflix, yeah, dark but spicy and good. Uh, oh. Uh, I'm talking about the, uh, you talk about content, uh, the live action Pinocchio. From, There's a new one? From Disney. There was three Pinocchios this this past year, if you guys did not know. Uh, the there live, was, there's, wow. an, there's a Pinocchio live action. Yeah, with Tom Hanks, but basically it's him on green screen uh, oh, the entire wow. time. Huh. It's, it's rough looking. Um, mm. Interesting. But anyway, if you watch that, that's the definition of content that we're talking about versus... Uh, I think GDT. Um, Guillermo del Toro, I love him. But, but I, love... I think those are the two differences of taking something, yeah. right? Like Pinocchio and doing something of content and something that's actually might be inspiring. Inspire it. And, wow. You've inspiring. Been saying it all, inspiring, all, yeah. inspiring, 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 inspiring. Well. Be inspired. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then obviously there's a fun one uh, from Russia. If you guys didn't know, there's a Pinocchio uh, that was like a Russian Pinocchio called Pinocchio. A true I watched that one. You watched that one? Yeah. With, uh, with uh, what's his name? Polly Shore as yeah, the yeah. voice. Anyway. Wow. If you haven't watched that, guys, uh, I recommend you. Uh, if you want to have like a fun, there's a Pinocchio saga. We should, <laughs> we should definitely. We should have a. We should have a. We'll have to have a movie night. <laughs> that would be an experience. Uh, anyway, sorry to tangent there a little bit, but um, Pinocchio. But yeah, those two, especially between the the Disney live action one that came out um, and the GDT one on Netflix, I think is a very, very good. That's example. a good example of yeah. content versus, you know, art for sure. Yeah. Well, everyone gets into the industry for different reasons. Yeah. So not everyone is invested into, you know, for me, like I'm one of the many that I was swept up by Spielberg, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like this is the magic of cinema. And so, you know, that's something I aspire to in all my films. But I have filmmakers where, you know, they're into slasher films. They don't want it mad. They just want it like just yeah. just. Just I don't know. There's maybe some dark part of them that wants to do those things. I think everybody has a dark part of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as I've gotten older, I think I started out and it was like, oh, you're the girl next door. You're the girl next door. Yeah. You know, which is why you go in for these. I hate to say basic, but roles that are again uninspired sometimes. And then as I've gotten older, I'm like, man, I really like the really. Fucked up. Oh shoot. Are we allowed to cuss yeah, on this? Yeah. Okay. Say it. Fuck, Go ahead. Fuck, yeah. Fuck, 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 the really fuck, 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 fucked fuck, up fuck, stuff. Fuck, fuck. I mean, the grittier, the better for me. You know, I nice. love playing yeah. that stuff now. Has that been? I mean, you, you like you said, you jumped around the different, uh, the different film. You know, L.A. the L.A. Uh, environment and the New York environment, and obviously, like we all know, like the difficulty of, of mm-hmm. good, well-written women roles. Yeah. Oh, um, has that been? Have you seen that difficulty? You know, because I mean? we we hear about it, and obviously we see it at times when it comes to come to float. But for you yourself and that experience, has that been? Like you kind of mentioned the girl next door. Roles, yeah. Has that kind of been? Yeah, I think. I mean, I've definitely experienced that, and whether it's for, mm-hmm. and I don't disagree that there is a strong lack of strong women roles. Yeah. Um, I think at all levels, you know, if you're an A-lister, it's just as difficult as if you're sort of a nobody. Um, I think maybe the difference is, again, my, mine just might be for lack of opportunity. Um, when I was first starting out, mm. 
that, you know, you're not going to go in for a series regular role when you have, like, two credits on your resume. Um, so you're not going to be playing those strong female roles that are the series regulars that are sort of leading the brigade. Um, but I do think that it's gotten better. I think it's – I think it's – New York is so much about the artistry, mm-hmm. uh, which is why it's such a strong theater town um, because – they really take training seriously in New York. And not that they don't in L.A. That's just my experience from living in New York and what I, the city that I prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's very strong talent in in New York. And I think it's they put a lot of basis on, on an emphasis on training. And Are you East Coast, West Coast? What side are you? I got jumped. Like if it's just, I got jumped in a bar. Just New York versus LA. I got jumped in a bar for repping East Side. <laughs> out, out west, like not you weren't I, you weren't East Side. No, when no, that no, happened. no, no. So this is true story. <laughs> you were in so, New York repping no, East Side. Was, they were like, no, screw you, no, 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 East no. Side. This isn't this is in Wilmington, Wilmington, North Carolina. I didn't know this. Uh, oh, had so to, you were East Side. Yeah, I was East Side. Always been. And I was in a bar. Oh. I didn't know this had to do with a girl. But oh, okay. there was talking to a girl. Anyways, her boyfriend didn't like it. And then he came over and we started talking about filmmaking. He's like, who do you think is better? And I was like, you know, he's like, who do you think makes better movies? And I was like, Scorsese all day. East side, you know, East, East side. And uh, I got punched in the face and then I got jumped. <gasps> Little did he know I was a MMA fighter at that time. So <laughs> Sorry, the okay. best bit about yeah. that is that he comes up to you because you're talking to his girl and he's just like, Oh, you're, you're a filmmaker? Yeah. So you don't get punched for talking to his girl. You're like, Scorsese, Scorsese all no, day. He and he's upset. like, nah. No. <laughs> no. Have you, had a, have you had anything like that? It gets I mean, violent. I hope you, I hope you I, haven't gotten punched no, in the face. I mean, I haven't but. been punched in the face for that. But I think it's a, it's kind of a strong, you know, it's kind of a strong, like, down the middle. Like, are you L.A. or are you New York? It's, yeah. it's very strong-minded, yeah. you yeah. know? This is Tupac versus Unfortunately, I haven't had the chance to, uh, to hit L.A. Uh, unfortunately, so you wouldn't make it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of beards. All right, over guys, there. that's the end of this episode. There's a lot. Of, <laughs> there's a lot of big beards over there. Oh yeah. I had, well, I gotta get mine regrown. Mine's looking a little weak, like yours. a little wimp, a little yeah. wimpy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the only it's, difference it's is an east side. <laughs> it's an east side thing. <laughs> yeah. Bring us back. Bring us back. There's baby. so much more opportunity in LA. Like if you were to go to LA, you would be fine because you could be working on something every single day of the week. Right. You know, there are yeah. shows that film. Tuesday through Sunday, or they, so you can have a job seven days a week in Los Angeles, whereas it's again just lack of opportunity in Florida. I think. Speaking of Florida, mm-hmm. um, you've been here for a little bit, right? Um, yeah, I came down during the pandemic during in the pandemic, 2020 okay. from New York. I remember hearing about your arrival. Really? No. Okay. No, I was I'm like, just what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're really well known in these parts. <laughs> I no, guess. We're, we're I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're glad to have you here. Uh, yeah. So I mean, just briefly, kind of, kind of, how was that transition, and maybe a little bit of why, if you, if it's, you know. Yeah. If you well, share that. I think again, this was the naivete that people had at the beginning of COVID. So I had a return flight booked, like a month later. I was going back to New York. All my stuff was there. Mm. I came with one travel, one little like travel, travel size suitcase. Yeah. Like of course, a month later, I'm yeah. at Goodwill. Like, oh my god, I need clothes. <laughs> Like, I can't, you know, I don't even have, I brought one pair of shorts because yeah. I thought I was going to be here. And 
over time, still had my apartment in New York. My roommate and I continued to pay rent in New York. Oh, wow. through, That's insane. Yeah, through yeah. Um, September, just for a vacant apartment. I can't even imagine going back in there, like the roaches that must have been like inhabiting the place at that point. But, you know, kind of transitioned and because I think I was sort of in between for a while, it took me a bit to sort of like sink into Florida. Um, but I really like it now. I think if I I thought about moving back for a while, I was very hardcore. Like, yep, told everyone, you know, I didn't even play on my volleyball team this year or this season in the winter because I was like, oh, sorry, moving back to New York in January. But mm. for a lot of reasons I stayed. I like the film community in Florida. It's not as big. So mm-hmm. you tend to run into a lot of the same people that you know. And I think through that yep. there's a lot more collaboration. Well, I think you bring up some some good points. You know, so filmmaking, you know, it's a team sport, mm-hmm. right? And on, um, I love trying to um, break down and or re-engineer how certain movies are made. And we, you can see that, like Adam Sandler, he has his own little clique of people that he continually mm-hmm. works with. Yeah, you know, um, Christopher Nolan, like a lot of very successful. Um, filmmakers they have their teams and so i think there is a certain benefit to working in a smaller community where you can develop really intimate relationships with your um your coworkers, and also you know that that idea of you know you move out to la or atlanta and you're a nobody it's a huge ocean mm-hmm. you know whereas you know you start in a little you know community where there's not as many incentives or amenities um, these big shows or big movies there, and you really can you can become intimately a part of something. You can you can take a leadership role, and you can shift a community in in into a style of filmmaking or that you would really like to see. So I think that you know there's pros and cons. You have mm-hmm. oppor- there's bigger opportunity in um, L.A. and Atlanta, but for for different reasons. So. Yeah. What, I mean, what do you, you know, I mean, you clearly, you came here, you've been here for two years. Mm-hmm. And do you think you would have been able to do, have the same mobility in L.A. or New York as you've, as you've found here? Probably not, no. Um, I think it's a little unfortunate that, you know, because we don't have massive incentives in Florida, um, that's why a lot of these bigger projects and TV shows that are mainstream network shows uh, go to Atlanta because mm. they have the incentive to back it. But I have always, you know, if I could spend the rest of my life only doing indie films forever, uh, sign me up. So I really like the indie film medium. So for that reason, I think you can accomplish a lot more in Florida with, <clears throat> excuse me, with a smaller budget. So uh, that's why I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, I mean, it's. I think it's a miracle every time I film gets made uh but i do think it's you know a one percent easier here and because of that it's like you said it's a lot of small fish in a small pond yeah yeah um you kind of hit on uh they're kind of finding success here uh, in the indie market and if you could obviously that's what you'd like to do as, as you just said let me just repeat back what you you just said yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. no but that being said um what is success to you in terms of as an actor producer writer filmmaker yeah i think at this point it's just i'd like to be 
in a more financially comfortable place mm. and solely pay for everything that I do through film. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the goals, the goal would be to be constantly writing and producing and creating films, feature films, uh, which I'm sort of in development for right now. I haven't done a feature yet. Uh, that's kind of my next step. Mm-hmm. Nice. And yeah, I really, I mean, my goal is to do it here in Florida and because it's not a massive budget, it will be easier to sort of assemble the team and make it happen. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to define success in Florida because you're not trying to afford a million dollar home in Los Angeles, right? Mm. You're not trying to support a family on this very small income and constantly the hustle and the grind game. I mean, I moved out when I was 17, so I've been on that game yeah. for, you know, living in LA and I had I think at one point I had five jobs in New York when wow. I lived there. And the pace of Florida allows you to sort of slow down and reassess and still be, you know, grinding. You still have to Well, it's it's it, like it's back to mobility. I, you know, I have a handful of friends that are out in LA and New York and it's just like you said it's so expensive to live out there that unless you come from abundance you know, you don't have the time because you're working all these different jobs that pulls you away. And then in the time you do have, you're exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, even though the level of expertise is higher, you know, you have to deal with the rigor morand of finding people that happen to be available on the times that you are. And then you have to come up with the, the location fees mm-hmm. or whatever. So I almost feel like, you know, as a filmmaker, depending upon what you're you know, if you just want to work as a, a union member and have a steady job, then it's just move to Atlanta or L.A. But if you want to be a filmmaker, you know, the director or the, the producer, it really, I think, is advantageous to be in a smaller community to to get, you know, a few indie features on your belt that are whatever, mm-hmm. you know, $10,000, $20,000, you know, and then and then use that as a as a as a platform. You know, stepping stone. as a stepping stone, you know, to kids, because everybody knows in this industry when you've been in it long enough that you're hired based off of what people can see and what you've done, mm-hmm. you know, and so unless you've met somebody that just happens to really, really, really like you, maybe you can make a jump from a PA to, you know, being a, a producer if like right. you have a very intimate relationship with that, but that hardly ever happens. Yeah. So generally uh, speaking, it's, you know. Yeah. There's a lot more opportunity here for mentorship as well because Mm -hmm. those sort of big dogs that are in L.A. and New York. uh, They're trying to pay for the million-dollar mansion. Yeah. Yeah. So they're grinding just as hard as everyone else on a different level. Yeah. Uh, But they're oftentimes, you know, not necessarily – it's great that we do live in this age of technology where you can find their email on IMDb and just email them. Like, will you get a response? I don't know. I think there's a lack of accessibility in LA, whereas here I've, I've just found it to be such a community of, you know, people who are willing to go and have a coffee with you or, you know, sort of mentorship programs. So many, so many of the filmmakers here. I'm so it's, it's yeah. Florida's Florida is the new LA guys. Uh, or St. Pete's. Yeah. And on that yes. note, <laughs> 
Florida is the entire city of LA now. Yeah. Uh, we only have about four minutes left, Perfect. unfortunately. Uh, so I just really wanted to quickly talk, uh, for you to briefly talk on maybe your experience with your recent movie, Gloss, your recent short film that you were writer, producer, actor in. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to just kind of hit on, you know, what, was, what made that experience unique? Yeah, so that was a collaboration with um, a production company that I actually had worked with in New York before. Uh, so the it was the same director from my first short film. His name is Benjamin Murray. Uh, Shout out Benjamin Murray. Woo. Benjamin uh, Murray. <laughs> uh, and then his business bar- partner, um, Michael Christensen. And Michael both of them. Christensen. Michael Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, both of them together are just kind of like a kismet, uh, you know, working together. And we decided we want to do this in Florida. We want to produce it in Florida. I think, again, you know, I can't speak to you, AK. I haven't done a feature. But I think for a short, Not it yet. was – a massive undertaking like if you look at our cast we had 47 people in the cast you yeah know, I, was, I saw it like, uh, i mean even the montage there's a montage in the movie yeah um, and i hope you don't mind me like no, no, speaking no. on it go ahead but yeah. Yeah, the montage Say in the movie it. that they just had these quick montage scenes of mandy here her, her mm-hmm. character just having these bad dates yeah. Um, and so already on that mount, you're having to do like a, a probably an eight scene montage or right. Or yeah, seven. we had one full day that was just the montage. We All had eight different locations. Out. So and because of that it was supposed yeah. to be first dates, so it was eight different guys who were actors as Lucky well. You. you know, <laughs> yeah. But we wanted actors because we wanted it to be interactive and not just like someone you know no. sitting yeah. there and walking and someone who was actually a real actor. So we, those were actually you know I went out to talent that I said. It's not a speaking role, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but that alone was one full day. We did <laughs> not have a big crew. Um, a friend of mine, Dylan, who's an incredible first AC, I will use him on everything. Last name? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry, Dylan. <laughs> Jeez. Shout out Dylan. Dylan. Shout out Dylan, first uh, AC. Sorry yes. about last name. Yeah, no, he's, gosh, it's escaping me right now. But okay. I, I've worked with him on a couple things before. Amazing, amazing guy. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can really find this local talent here. He's up and coming, but he's brilliant. And all he did on that film was pull focus. I won't say all he did because, of course, he was lugging gear across the parking lot. But, like, he was the focus puller, and we couldn't have done it without him because we had four people – in the crew uh we had like four or five people in the crew we didn't have wardrobe i was wardrobe and hair and makeup and you know even the one day we did uh yeah we did one day in the house that was a friend of mine donated her house for the day uh and that was the eugenie eugenie bondurant Mm. and mary rachel quinn who played the two moms shout out eugenie bondurant mary rachel quinn Who played the two moms in the film? Uh, we had one full day with them where we did all the house scenes, but mm. it was like, you know, if crew call was six a.m., we were there at three and just um, lining up the wardrobe. And it's you know, yeah, going through it. You know, from your experience, AK, when you're doing these I don't know anything super, about <laughs> when no. you're doing these low budgets, it's like how many hats are you wearing? So I think it was. You just shave. You shave. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> you what? What did you say? You shave? Yeah, you just, you just <laughs> yeah. shave. Yeah, you, you just shave. shave. Apparently, that's the secret to filmmaking. Yeah. Way, to, way to okay. interrupt. Uh, Let probably me... A great... Reminder, Reminder: if you're making a film, keep razor blades in your car. <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> For shaving. Just want to um, iterate that. Um, anyway, yeah, you're just wearing 100,000 hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's miraculous. But somehow we did it. 
my mom did the catering and made all the food and his mom did the my mom did the film. catering on 115 so yeah. shout out to mom shout, shout out, out to, to mom <laughs> so uh yeah unfortunately uh we're just gonna have to so wrap we're, it gonna, up. we're gonna have to wrap it up here um but yeah it's good to hear that first acs uh are uh necessary no it's ballers. great because now you can just do sound no. <laughs> no. Uh, Mandy's seen me do sound before, too. Yeah, uh, we all saw it. Oh, oh yeah. That's, well, Enough. Well, she wasn't there for that. Oh, well, yeah, never mind. Wow. I'm mixing. I'm combining I know. Sets. You didn't recognize her because of my makeup artist, but <laughs> yeah. she was actually uh, anyway, the actress in it. That being oh, I was said, in that. Wait, what? Oh, my God. Uh, that was you. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, fortunately, we do have to wrap this episode up. Um, as always, this has been Cinedome's Cinephiliac Podcast. I'm your co-host, Daniel Scott DeJess, and uh, this AK guys. founder of Kiro Pictures. And, of course, we can never forget our wonderful guest today, Mandy Mills. Mandy, um, where can we find you? Yeah, um, I'm on IMDb. I'm on Facebook. I'm not a big social media person, okay. but I am on Facebook or, you know, everyone's emails out in the world. <laughs> Send me an email. <laughs> well, thanks for coming here. <laughs>